Welcome to the Catholic Cafe, where Catholic truth is served fresh daily. We've made you a reservation in the luxurious corner booth, so come on in and see what's on the menu today. Now, here's your host, Deacon Jeff Drzezemski. Greetings and welcome to the Catholic Cafe. I'm Deacon Jeff, sitting in the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe, and it's made ever more luxurious by the presence of my special guest, Sam Mock. That was the crowd's... No, wait, that was like the uh, the coffee overboiling on the oh. thing, like someone yelling. Uh, no, so uh, we are uh, we're glad to have you, Sam, in the luxurious corner booth. It's an honor and privilege. It's been a, it's been a few years. I was I had the the um, the privilege of being here on the day eighteen sixty four, right <laughs> when uh, Pope Francis was yes. selected. We had a great conversation about him, uh, right? Then. And, and so now you are off double secret probation. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we are letting you back into the luxurious corner like, booth. Wow, that must have bombed. <laughs> It was good. Uh, it was yeah, good. It was I think great. people have forgotten about it, yeah. and they've stopped writing the negative letters. And so now uh, we're going to awesome. give them a whole new reason yeah. to write yeah. in. With I thought, negative I thought letters. maybe you're like, you know, that Sam guy did really well. We'll bring him back, and you forgot it was it was me instead of Sam Rodriguez. Yeah, that's, that's exactly. Right. I got yeah. the Sam's wrong, and so now we got this other guy. I, I met him outside. It's like I'm Sam. I'm like, oh, you, you don't must look have been like that Sam. Guy. But that's all worked out pretty good too. Ziggy, yeah. we call him Ziggy. Ziggy, that's his name. I had no idea. I've known the guy. We're gonna for have years. to come with a that. nickname for you too. Oh, we'll, I, we'll I have it a out. few who I can share <laughs> off air. Yeah. Hold on to those because yeah. those will be worth something. Yeah. Uh, so here we are gathered together in, in the luxurious corner booth, and uh, I, I thought, uh, well, our working relationship uh, is bearing much fruit. I'm very <clears throat> excited by uh, us working together mm-hmm. uh, in the Diocese of Memphis. We're in the, uh, well, I guess it's been called the Pastoral Life Office, but uh, we are, uh, I mean, we, evangelization and yeah, discipleship. Evangelization and discipleship, yeah. Yeah, and so we, we were working hand-in-hand. Hand. Um, we're, uh, we're a team. Yes, we are a team. I, and what's so weird is I... M on team so I, people say like there's no I in team it's like well I am on the team so anyway let's not yeah, it's complicated speaking of teams congratulations I'm sure your listeners would like to know that you are the coach of a state championship bowling team yeah so we, weren't, we didn't plan on talking about that but I, I just want to say kudos way to go oh man you brought it up and now let's do a whole show on that well, let's just do bowling you know I am a now a championship high school coach yeah. So I think a state championship. It's not on district. And we're going to get rings. That's, you know, we in the church love rings, how, but how we in bowling love rings too. And so you'll be kissing that ring soon. I'm not much of a bowler, <laughs> but will that will that get in the way of you know the students' techniques if they're wearing these huge rings next year? The, Once you get the ring, you don't have to bowl again. <laughs> you're done. <laughs> you have you have made it. Uh, all that's that awesome. aside, yeah. thank you so much. That's, that's, you're welcome for that. Tangent. The kids really worked hard and they did a good job. And yeah. uh, those are good kids. And I love working with high school kids. I just I absolutely love it. Yeah. Uh, and for all those people that uh, complain about the world's going to uh, you know that place in a handbasket, um, honestly, you know what I say is well, you know what? If you got some complaints, you need to swim upstream. You need to help those people that are the future of the of of the world uh, of the church. Um, and so that's one of the things I get to I get to do is work with these young people and uh, wow it's a eye opener we'll yeah. just say it that way yeah absolutely I've been working with youth ministry for a couple of years at the yeah. diocesan level and my wife is a is a former youth minister and um, <coughs> the uh, 
the um, the desire to know truth and the desire to know know more about themselves and the world around them and, and where God fits in with that is there so is prevalent. a desire there yeah, a lot and a lot of people, people mistake it and don't realize it and that's a nice segue into our topic today we're going to talk about catechesis and because yeah. uh, you know there's a problem in the church there's a problem in the world there's problems all over the place problem in my family the problem in my car problem all, I can list the problems. <laughs> Right, I can help. Yes, I know. We all have problems, um, and it's. Uh, I can still remember, um, like it was yesterday, because it actually was yesterday. When when someone said to me, "You know, the problem is these these people they don't know what they're leaving when they leave the church." We're talking about yeah. the, the sort of quote unquote mass ex- exodus of the yeah. church. You know, uh, mm-hmm. this is not Exodus ninety. This is like Exodus eternity. Yeah, the, it just the seems wrong like Exodus. Yes, yeah. exactly. We're, we're we're seeing. A lot of people leaving the church um, in in many forms and fashion. Now, I'm not. This is not like a doomsday episode here. Um, but when I hear that comment, and I'm not going to say that there aren't people that have left the teachings of the church, left the church, uh, left the the formality of going to. Uh, there's a lot of leaving going on, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. right? There's some joining too, but but at the same time, people want to talk about the reason, and they want to talk about the reason there that that problem is. And I have heard this. Many times, and that is if people only knew what they were leaving behind, which leads others, those same people, but then others to say, well, then what we need to do is a better job of teaching. So then mm-hmm. now what you do is you start to pile on uh, t- uh, w- with uh, to the, the teachers in Catholic schools, mm-hmm. right, to who, who is preaching at Mass. Yep. Right? But, and, uh, and we need to start there. And there need to be better programs. There need to be some more DVDs. Mm-hmm. Am I showing my age? There yeah. need to be more, uh, more social media. Okay, yeah. we'll go there with the, with the young folk. Uh-huh. Uh, and there needs to be more teaching mm-hmm. about what the church believes. Uh, and uh, so, you know, I 100% agree with that. Sam, what say you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree too. I mean, I think it's, it's uh, quite obvious that there's a, there isn't a, a depth of understanding of, of what the church believes and teaches, which is why something like this podcast is really important and was really um, formational for me. Um, I'm uh, sorry. Before working for the diocese. <laughs> I apologize for that. So if there's any issues, it's Deacon Jeff's fault. Yes. No. Um, but I, um, I, there, I think there's, there's, a, there's a difficulty um, right now um, in people recognizing where, where the heart of catechesis is, um, what the church is really trying to convey, and what the heart of the church is. I know well because, because, but, but, because I, I guess well, we, can, we can all agree that people need to know more. Yeah. The, yeah. the, the question then becomes like, well, how do they know more, and and what does it actually mean to know more? That's that's the stuff I want to get to. Yeah, yeah. I, I think a lot of times I think that the the um, the solution is if we explain it in a different way, or if priests would finally talk about this stuff from the pulpit in mass, then people's people's minds would change. It's and, a mortal sin to chew gum at mass. Right. Well, thank you for telling me that. I think now that I have that intellectual knowledge of what the church teaches, I will no longer leave. I think I think there are people who... I detect a note of sarcasm. <laughs> sarcasm alert. Right. Yeah. I mean, you hear that all the time. We get we get emails and, and casual conversations with folks, and it's like, if, they, if, the, if the priest would just say this, it would They'd change people's minds. If they would tell the kids that it's a mortal sin to miss Mass, right. if they would tell the kids that they're not supposed to eat an hour before uh, Holy Communion, if they would tell, you know, it's like, 
And the reality is, uh, and I, I guess we should say, you know, disclaimer here, yeah. orthodoxy disclaimer, we're not disagreeing with right. the fact that it's a mortal sin to miss mass, it's a mortal sin to eat, you know, chew gum, whatever. We're not, I'm not disagreeing with that, but it's like, at what point, though, if you're going to stand on the mountaintop and preach the truth... I mean, you occasionally you need to look down and actually look and see if there's actually somebody listening. Yeah. I mean, are yeah. you actually reaching anybody? And yeah. you can you can speak the truth at at uh, you know, and there's different ways to speak the truth. Uh, and right. that and that's where it gets to be a challenge. Right. Um, I would say that too, but then also if you're trying to change people's hearts and minds, um, many of those that need the most um, the most conversion are the ones who've left. You know, so if you keep preaching to the choir, yeah, um, yeah, what what you're left with is just the choir, um, and and so so many of the things that the Catholic Church believes and teaches is is it's not it's simple in in the final conclusion, but the way that we go about um, coming to that conclusion through prayer and discernment um, is it takes a little while to explain, and I think nowadays people have a hard time. Um, uh, following the that course of um thought back back to those original sources if you will yeah yeah, yeah. And, and it takes motivation and it takes it takes care and concern you have to you have to i think what, what we talk about a lot is reaching people where they are and be able to be able to demonstrate what i talk about is like demonstrate and invite um oftentimes that's that's a that's a that's an important thing um in, in teaching that that uh, the the mass just can't do does that make sense yeah or um, or um you know guitars and tambourines oh yeah quote unquote contemporary music right. and I, I have no problem with contemporary music i just have a problem with people seeing those as these easy solutions and all you have to do is this right when in fact there is actually an easy solution there isn't all you have to do it's kind of a big one, but essentially, yeah. it's you know, it's based, it's the charisma, it's knowing Jesus, it's having that relationship, it's it's uh, proclaiming the good news to all those around you, it's having the good news so that you can share the good news. All of those things are what's important, mm-hmm. right? And I'm not saying that we shouldn't have Bible studies and that we shouldn't have teaching sessions and we shouldn't have good homilies and that we shouldn't have really good Catholic schools that are that are robust. I love that word. Right. Have I told it's you that? favorite word. <laughs> It's, I'm not saying we shouldn't have those things, right. but those things actually mean little or nothing mm-hmm. if you don't have receptive ears. Yeah, uh, we, we just had this, this morning's gospel reading. Now, this is uh, mm-hmm. when we're taping this. This morning's gospel reading was about the sower and the seeds. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what is the state of the ground in which the sower is throwing all this seed? And when people say, we just we need more seed. Yeah. It's like, well, I don't know that we need more seed. We need more receptive ground. Right. Yeah, we need to till the soil. Yeah, how's, um, and how's that going to happen? Yeah, because there's some hard soil out yeah. there. Yeah, I, I think we need to. I think we need to take our. This is going to may sound revolutionary, but um, we may need to take our our um, lesson from Jesus. Hmm. And that Jesus, Jesus did. Who preach. is this radical? <laughs> Of which you speak, yeah. Jesus did <laughs> preach. I mean, he 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 did he did go to synagogue. He did he did he did have his time, you know, there. But also the way that people were formed, the way that people were taught, it was it was through the, in the context of a relationship. Yes, like a relationship with him. Well, he was there, right? I mean, he went to the weddings. Right. He, he he went to the the funerals to see Lazarus. I mean, he he went where the people were, yes. and then he had. 
the dinners. He went through the dinners and sat with the sinners, and it was he was with the people, mm-hmm. and it was it was in relationship. So that when he spoke. There were people there listening, and the people that needed to listen were there listening. Yeah. Versus the people that already knew. Yeah. I, there, you know. In fact, he didn't have really good words for the choir. No. Like, like, <laughs> you he usually doesn't. right. He took them to task many <laughs> yes. times. Right. There yeah. Was, there was the this this the the letter of the law and the spirit of the law, and, and he really tried to speak truth to both of those things. Yeah. Amen. Know? And uh, and and so yes. So uh, so the answer is you know it's all about Jesus. Mm-hmm. We really don't need a second half of the show. Yeah. But we're going to have one anyway. All right. Because you're already here. But right. before we get to the second half of the show, we got to end the first half of the show, and we end the first half of the show. Just reminding people, we've got a great website, you know, thecatholiccafe.com. I'd love to hear from you. Send me an email, deaconjeff at thecatholiccafe.com. And with that, we'll be right back. I'm Bess Drzezemski, and this is another great moment in church history. Just imagine what it would have been like to sit at the feet of one of the twelve and hear the gospel proclaimed firsthand from someone who saw, touched, walked, and talked with the Lord Jesus himself. This is just what St. Polycarp did as a student of St. John, the last of the beloved apostles to die. St. Polycarp was Bishop of Smyrna and a very holy man. As a member of the second generation of church leaders, he faced many new challenges, challenges even the original twelve apostles did not face. There were many early heresies, challenges to the truth of Christ and the authority of the Church. But above all, St. Polycarp was a man of God, and he faced these challenges head-on his entire life. He was a beacon of truth for the early Church. The heretic Marcion, who taught error about the nature, existence, and relationship of good and evil, matter and spirit, challenged St. Polycarp, demanding he recognize his heretical sect. Recognize us, Polycarp, he demanded. St. Polycarp responded, I recognize you, yes, I recognize the son of Satan. St. Polycarp was to give his life in service to the Church, just as his Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. A very early document, the martyrdom of Polycarp, tells the heroic story of his death. When in his 80s, St. Polycarp was arrested, he was offered the opportunity to save his own life if he would simply swear his allegiance to Caesar. To this request, St. Polycarp answered, If you imagine that I will swear by Caesar, you do not know who I am. Let me tell you plainly, I am a Christian. It was ordered that St. Polycarp be burned at the stake. As the fire was lit, witnesses heard a long and beautiful prayer uttered from the mouth of the saint. In part, they heard, Lord God Almighty, I bless you for having made me worthy of this day and this hour. I bless you because I may have a part along with the martyrs in the chalice of your Christ. As St. Polycarp said amen, his captor stoked the fire. But it is reported that the fire did not burn him. It miraculously formed an arch around him, causing him to resemble what the martyrdom document says was gold and silver glowing in a furnace. They finally had to stab him to death. St. Polycarp's feast day is February 23rd. I'm Bess Drzymski, and this is another great moment in church history. Welcome back to the Catholic Cafe. Here's Deacon Jeff. 
And we're back in the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe. I am Deacon Jeff, surprise, surprise, sitting here with Sam Mock. Hello. A fellow co-worker in the vineyard of the Diocese of Memphis. Yes. Uh, we work in the discipleship and evangelization, evangelization and discipleship. Uh, People. The Good News Office. That's what we call <laughs> it. No, we <laughs> the are Office now. of the Good News. That's wonderful. <laughs> and uh, anyway, we're talking about catechesis. And, mm-hmm. you know, let's, let's stop for a second and talk about that word, catechesis. Because that's a bad word. Is that a bad word? Uh, I mean, I mean, it depends on how you define catechesis. Yeah, Stephen. it's not really a bad word. We all know it's not, and I'm being facetious and right. silly. And nowadays, there's 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 a connotation about it that um, that isn't always necessarily positive, and it's being blamed for some of the yes. issues that we're having in the church. And there's right also because there's another word like it, it's like. I don't know, Father so-and-so, he's just so theological. Yeah. When you hear that, it's like, yeah. whoa, right. that sounds bad. Yeah. I hope the doctor cuts that out, you know, and yeah. takes that away, gives him the pill or something, because... And catechesis is something that makes you real theological, <laughs> right? Yeah, it's 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 the connotation is that it's all head and that it's all um, intellectual um, right. teaching and well, information. Well, that's what it's become. Yeah, and that's the there, connotation. Yeah. But there is an aspect of catechesis that is intellectual. Yeah, but there's like there's these other aspects. There's other areas. Um, um, if you if you look at how how um, priests are formed in seminary, they they really try to focus on the whole person. And right, they, right. It's it's not just intellectual formation. But it's personal formation, it's spiritual formation, it's pastoral formation, and right. all those things need to happen um, in, in the context of a relationship with Jesus Christ and with other people. See, and that's the key. And that's, mm-hmm. I guess, what we want to get to. Um, and, you know, in the, the same thing as I usually like to, at this point, talk about the, the, the word no. Mm-hmm. What it means to know. I mean, you can know what time it is. You can know where the bus stop is. You can know what day it is. Whatever. And and people have always assumed, or I guess have grown to to see that word know in terms of like knowledge. Uh, and but I always think it's helpful to go back to sort of like the biblical understanding of the word know and knowledge. And you know, back and you look in the the old the, the translations of the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. You know, Adam knew Eve. Mm-hmm. What happened? A baby was born. <laughs> and it's like, okay, so no is not sex, right? Mm-hmm. In that sense, but it, but it but no is an intimate relationship that yields fruit, mm-hmm. right? To, so to know someone is to have an intimate relationship with them. And so when we say, you know. To know Jesus. I mean, think about what he says, talking about Judgment Day. And people cry, Lord, Lord. It's like, hey, go away, dude. I, I never knew, knew you. you. Right. And it's like, wait, but I've been standing here preaching in your name. I've been curing the sick. I've been doing all kinds of things. It's like, I didn't know you. Mm-hmm. And what he means is, I didn't have a relationship with you. You didn't have a relationship with me. I mean, I was here, mm-hmm. right, and, and gave you the opportunity, but you didn't take it. You didn't want that. And so that's the thing that we have to get about catechesis. Mm-hmm. It's not a bad word. Yeah. I yeah. mean, it's, it's a good yeah. thing. Yeah, it, it's moving from knowing about Jesus to knowing Jesus. And that's why I say it's, I think mm-hmm. it's a good thing that we still have the Bible studies. I'm not saying yeah. we, we forego Catholic teaching in right. schools. Yeah. Well, we don't need those theology classes. No, just forget do. those things. Yeah. The thing is we do, but there has to be a desire there has to be a mm-hmm. desire, a, a receptiveness on the part of the student, yeah. whoever the student is, mm-hmm. um, to want to take that stuff in, right? And and that's the thing that, that's the trick in all of this. That's mm-hmm. the that's right there's the rub. That's the thing that we got to focus on. How do we make people 
want to learn more, yeah. right, intellectually, but also how do we make them better human persons, better spiritual persons, better pastoral persons? Yeah. Better disciples. Yes. Right. It's. Um, I think if we uh, if we understand catechesis in a way of you're not you're not a teacher trying to teach someone about Jesus, but you are a disciple introducing people to the person of Jesus Christ. Right. There's the distinction, and there's so much more depth and richness to that type of um, way of teaching. Um, that that moves beyond and I think addresses a lot of those issues that that we see that are associated with bad cat quote unquote bad catechesis right today. no you're exactly right and so let's 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 delve into some of those issues like what are the what are the things like so maybe this is the section we would call how not to catechize <laughs> oh. okay now we'll go with yeah. how should we catechize no, sure, yeah. well, like the, let's well, be positive the good news the good news <laughs> Not the bad Department. news office. Right. Bad yeah. news is you're going to hell. Right. You know, that's, that's, that's bad a, news. <laughs> that's a conversation we have in the hallway, but not on the podcast. No, I, I think um, if we all see ourselves, you, you talk about this all the time, if, if we all see ourselves as catechists, that also changes. It, it um, takes you to start to take the, your own personal responsibility to um, in in knowing Jesus intimately and and passing on that faith and sharing Jesus with other people. Right. My fa- my favorite Latin phrase: "Nemo dot quod non habet." I said it slowly. Thank so you. you could- yeah. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> uh, and I'm not a Latin specialist, or you know, I'm not an expert in any way. But I love that. Mm-hmm. You cannot give what you do not have. Yeah. So if we're going to evangelize, we have to first have been evangelized. Yeah. I mean, we we have to. If we want people to know more about, you know, what to do and what not to do in the church, how mm-hmm. to live life, we have to know that, which means we have to know Jesus. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we have to know Jesus before we can start talking about Jesus. Yeah. And if we don't know Jesus, right, what is the state of our soul? What is, are we receptive, mm-hmm. right? So yeah. then, then it's like, well, once you've had that relationship... Well, then people will listen to you. You've built up some trust. Yeah. I think there's also, I want to address something too. Like, um, there's, there's, um, there's also this understanding. Like, there's many parents out there. I, I wanted to speak to that. I mean, I'm a, I'm a father of, of three. And, Yay. and, um, the last time I was in here, I don't even think I was married yet. So lots changed since then. Thank goodness for this show. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that <laughs> did add to my, um, yeah, it was it was on the resume. It was a good husband. Been on on Catholic Cafe. There you go. You know, I, I think there are a lot of uh, parents today who um, have not necessarily been the good have, have not young parents in particular who haven't received um, the the formation. I think they feel like they they need to have in order to to do what you just said. They they have they've almost been they recognize their poverty. In other words, they have not been fed in that mm-hmm. way, and and yeah. and and they're looking and not for, just young parents. Yeah, there's people yeah. my generation who yeah. don't feel qualified. Yeah, and they, yeah, I, I see, I see so much um, insecurity when it comes to the faith, and so what, what the reaction to that is sometimes is to to try to find those people who are experts to outsource the catechesis yeah. of your of your family. So um, I've I've had conversations with parents. I work in campus ministry of like, man, we we sent them to Catholic schools all their lives. They they they've been a youth group and and still still they fall away from the faith. And I just don't know what to do. Right. Um, and and you don't you don't want to blame the parents because oftentimes like this is a generational thing that need, needs right. to needs to be addressed. We we might be in our third or fourth lost generation. Yeah. It just I mean it's a sadness because there's a lot of been a lot of poor form 
information. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and what I think the answer to that is there are good formed parents out there. There are those who have like for, for the grace of God have been given this knowledge and this understanding of Jesus Christ in the context of their family and yes. they're living it out. And it's, I hope if, if families of parents of those families are listening to this podcast, that we can motivate them to in turn reach out and invite others into that relationship with your family. Yes. And so reaching yeah. out is part of having a relationship with others in the same way that you have a relationship with Jesus. And that's what evangelization is, right? Right. In, in a nutshell. And so we need to understand that uh, that catechesis isn't necessarily uh, knowing the date of the Edict of Milan. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, that's great. It's good to know that, right? And so when a lot of parents think, like, well, I'm not qualified. I don't know anything. I don't know all these things. I don't know the dates and the time. I don't know the names of things. It's like, you know what? But everything that you need to be able to form your child has been poured into your hearts because you're made in the image mm-hmm. and likeness of God. Mm-hmm. And, and, if, and if, if that's where you start, it's going to lead to, to the date of the Edict of Milan. Yeah. It's going to lead eventually to this desire to know more about the church and her history and the, and the people that, that were active and did all these things of the saints. And, and then, of course, the teachings, the documents, and, and mm-hmm. the words of the popes, and all these things become more uh, desired mm-hmm. and then become more uh, ensconced or, or entrenched in our, in our lives. Mm-hmm. It, it, it adds context to those, um, those documents and, and that, those teachings. You are then further uh, armed with those tools to enable you to do it better. It starts with a, a willing heart and an openness to be formed and following that voice of God in your heart and in your soul to continue to grow in deeper relationship with him. You got to start to say yes. You can't look at what your poverty is. You got to look at what the opportunity is to grow in faith and love of Jesus Christ. We'll always have that opportunity Cause, and we're always going to have the the poverty. Jesus said the poor are always going to be amongst us. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. But 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 it's really the relationship is with Him, right? Not to be burdened and and uh, held back or uh, anchored by our poverty and what we're missing, mm-hmm. right? Because yeah. the reality is, um, it's good that we're missing something because that means we need a savior. Yeah. Right. And so that's all the more reason why we need to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. It's where we need to start. And that's what your kids need to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Speaking to parents. Absolutely. Right. But anybody you're catechizing, anybody you're teaching, anybody you're sharing the good news with, they need to see Jesus through you. And when they do, they're going to learn to love you, to trust you. They're going to hear the words you say. Mm-hmm. So going in and putting a little Bible tract or something on their pillow that's nice, but that's not going to convert them, yeah. right? It's all about a relationship with Jesus. That's where catechesis begins. It's where it leads, and it's a beautiful thing. So let's ask our Blessed Mother to be with us, because this is a journey all of us need to take together. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy, Holy Mary, Mary, Mother of God, God pray, pray for, for us sinners, sinners now and at the hour of our death. death. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to The Catholic Cafe. If you'd like to contact Deacon Jeff, send him an email at deaconjeff at thecatholiccafe.com. Visit us on the web at thecatholiccafe.com. You can also find us on iTunes or follow us on Facebook and Twitter. The Catholic Cafe is brought to you by the Order of Malta Federal Association. Join us again at The Catholic Cafe, serving up salvation one cup of coffee at a time.